Hello and welcome to the second edition of the Bundaberg Now podcast. I'm Michael Gorry from Bundaberg Regional Council. Thank you very much to everyone who listened last week and gave such positive feedback. The podcast is now listed in the Google and Apple directories, making it easy to find us on your favourite podcast application. In today's program, we'll hear about the reopening of local museums and what's happening with the Moncrief and Art Galleries. Also, a special historical feature on dance halls in the Bundaberg region. First of all, here are the news headlines. Bundaberg traders have had their requests granted to reinstate parking controls in the CBD from the 1st of June. Parking inspectors were redeployed at the start of COVID restrictions to make it easier for people to visit essential stores that remained open. With business slowly returning to normal, the Chamber of Commerce and traders asked for parking limits to be enforced again. Dog owners are being urged to take advantage of significant discounts by desexing and registering their pets as part of the RSPCA's Operation Wanted campaign. Council is supporting the campaign by offering one year free registration for dogs, which are desexed between the 1st of June and 31st of August. Bundaberg Regional Council has handed a $200,000 lifeline to sporting clubs and organisations impacted by coronavirus. Grants of up to $5,000 will help to cover costs incurred since restrictions were introduced. From the 13th of June, sports teams of up 20 people will be allowed to resume with non-contact provisions. Full contact sport and all other activities with larger groups can resume a month later. Here's Mayor Jack Dempsey. Community sport is vital for everybody in the community for their health and well-being, and we all want to give sporting clubs a hand to get back on their feet. Joining me now is Bundaberg Regional Councillor Vince Haberman, who holds the sport and recreation portfolio. Vince, how tough has it been for sporting clubs since the pandemic restrictions were introduced? Well, firstly, good afternoon, Michael, and um, a good question. And certainly sporting clubs and organisations have found it very tough. We sporting lovers have been starved of, uh, of our live sport, apart from horse racing on television. Uh, for several months now, but uh, certainly those organisations, you know, who were, ju- who were just coming into their, you know, the traditional winter sport coming into their seasons, you know, the AFL, soccer, uh, rugby league, netball, hockey, all of them were just about to start, or had started, or were just about to start up, and they've just been put on hold. So it's been tough for not only the players who've starved of uh, their competitions, but also the organisations, because even though there's been no sport happening, uh, there's the ongoing cost, like the payment of the rates, electricity, insurance, uh, all those sorts of expenses, uh, which are ongoing with no income source. Yeah, I think it's been tough for parents too, Vince, having all these energetic kids at home. Can you please tell us about the assistance package from Council to local sporting groups? Certainly, and clubs and and organisations. Now, it has to be um, an incorporated club and they have to either own or lease property because the sort of costs that now it's uh, grants available of up to $5,000 and the Council has allocated a pool 
all up of $200,000. So that's, you know, if they all applied for the maximum, that's around about 40 organisations. Council has identified at least 40 organisations who may be eligible, that there could be more, and the sort of costs they can apply to assist with are utility costs such as electricity and gas, building insurance, rates, facility and building maintenance. And those who have had to cancel events are able to seek reimbursement of some of those costs because, you know, when you organise an event in advance, there are costs up front um, and some of those haven't been able to be refunded to those organisations. So at the moment, uh, those organisations are out of pocket there. Thanks, Vince. That's great. I'm sure it'll be much appreciated out there. Uh, how do sporting groups apply for this assistance? Well, the uh, the grants only open on the 1st of July, but uh, the information including the application forms, will be out within a couple of weeks. So I encourage once that is released for them to get uh, all the details and complete and lodge their applications as of the 1st of July. And it is a fairly quick turnaround process. It could be, you know, they could have the money within 10 days or so if uh, the grant is approved. That's great. Thank you, Councillor Haberman. Thanks, Michael. Next, we're going to talk to Sue Ann Chapman, manager for events and tourism for Bundaberg Regional Council and she'll be giving us a bit of an insight into what uh, life looks like for the events team post-COVID. Hello, I'm Sue Ann and I'm the Manager of Tourism and Events with Bundaberg Regional Council and I am talking this week about the fantastic news that is part of Stage 2 of Queensland Government's Roadmap to Easing Queensland Restrictions, we will be opening our museums. Now, Bundaberg Regional Council is incredibly lucky that we have three unique and spectacular museums all in one wonderful footprint, which is the Bundaberg Botanic Gardens. These three great attractions include the Hinkler Hall of Aviation, Ferrymead House Sugar History Museum, and the Bundaberg and District Historical Museum, as well as Hinkler House, which is attached to the Hinkler Hall of Aviation. Now, entry fees apply to all of attractions. However, we have a fantastic locals price point, which you can access by coming into the Hinkler Hall of Aviation. You can also buy a combined ticket attraction attraction, which is a greatly reduced rate for all three attractions. And uh, the fourth attraction being Hinkler House, it's included as well. If you wanted to look at buying this particular combined ticket attraction, as well as other options throughout the region, please do head to Bundaberg Tourism's Visitor Information Centre or BundabergRegion.org to purchase your tickets there. Otherwise, head on in to Hinkler Hall of Aviation in the Bundaberg Botanic Gardens and we'll look after you there. Now part of opening on Monday the 15th of June is that we have comprised all of the public health rules to maintain the health and well-being of you, our visitor and our staff and volunteers. 
Now, these public health rules include our physical distancing, four square metres per person when indoors, hand and respiratory hygiene, and our frequent environmental cleaning and disinfection sweeps. This document also includes how we will be navigating our visitors through the museums. We have one entry, one exit. We will be having special sections bollarded off, and we're going to be working really hard with our volunteers to make sure that there's a wonderful flow for our visitors through the centre. We're very much looking forward to welcoming you back and that's on Monday the 15th of June and note this down, our opening hours for Hinkler Hall of Aviation is Monday to Sunday 9 till 3, Hinkler House Monday to Sunday 9 till 3 and Fairy Mead House will be Monday to Friday 10.30 till noon and then the Bundaberg and District Historical Museum will be open seven days 9.30 till 3.30. If you would like to investigate a little bit more about these amazing attractions in our beautiful Bundaberg Botanic Gardens please visit discoverbundaberg.com.au or ring Regional Council our 1300 number or come in and have a chat to the wonderful staff at the Hinkler Hall of Aviation from Monday the 15th of June onwards and we look forward to welcoming you back then. Thanks Sue Ann Chapman. Now we're going to take a step back in time with John Hampson and experience the history of Bundaberg Dance Halls. That was the, the big dance hall and that's where the SGIO is now, the tall building. It was double storey building and uh, the dance floor was up upstairs and it was a very good dance floor, a sprung flooring and everything and he wouldn't allow jiving or anything for spring. But above, underneath that dance floor was uh, a BCC uh, grocery store and if they did any of this jigging, somehow the vibrations would knock some of the... <laughs> things off the shelf they'd they'd complain but a a funny thing about this dance floor up top that they had a balcony that went out over to look over Bourbon Street and and the old Chev 4 car was out the front well these guys used to come out and have their cigarettes on the veranda and Dad soon learnt not to park it there because they'd flick their cigarettes over the top and burn a hole through the the rag hood you know so we'd have to get a patch to patch it so we'd park it away from there from then on you know but some people would get caught they'd park there and you'd make sure you wouldn't park under there because of the cigarettes that get tossed over the side you know oh it was into the 60s lewis brothers cafe it was and uh harry lewis it was pretty uh popular through the war years i mean i've even got a a, a yank sailor's gob cap hat cap they call it and a, an army uh, forage cap from the Yanks because the Yanks coming through town through the war years they used to go to the dances and meet up with the women and everything too and and uh, dad being on a door he'd have to go up and clean out and turn the lights off and a couple of these Yanks had left uh, these caps behind different times. Yeah that was uh, the dance hall but uh, it was pretty popular and then they'd have half time and of the night and then they'd, they'd all go down a lot of them blokes had been to the pub. They'd came up after the pubs closed at 10. And uh, there was the Thurus's Cafe down the bottom end of town, another one across the road, everybody going to have their milkshakes and that. But it was a good way of uh, boy meeting girl and knowing, getting to know people before they matched up. That was one of the main places. That was always on a Saturday night, but there was... Uh, 
other country dances. There was one out at Kalki, one out at uh, Sharon, one out at uh, near the Fingra Mill, St George Dance Hall. And there used to be the parish hall. Uh, it used to have dances and also uh, above the Austral Hall where the used car park is next to the doctor's surgery around on Cornwall Winduma and it's the Caledonian Hall. The Caledonian, uh, they had a hall and it was moved from somewhere to round to where the uh, Catholic um, St Joseph's or whatever school is there, there's photos of it somewhere that used to be there. But the Austral Hall, it was a double-storey building. Well, that was used mainly for all the... Uh, uh, dead balls and the coming out balls because it had a, a balcony around the top with wrought iron railings and everything and uh, where all the mothers of the Debs could go up and sit up there and watch their da daughters being presented to whoever, you know, the, the Deb balls when they came out of age or whatever, you know, but uh, it was run by a Harry Bertram. He used to have a, a uh, Bertram's and Pearson's shop, uh, ice cream, uh, uh, ice blocks used to be popular there and it was near the Paramount Picture Theatre uh, next to where the, the where the Hyundai dealerships, there was a, a house in between where the Hyundai is and there used to be a tyre retreading place there and in the Paramount Picture Theatre. Thanks John, listening to the colourful history of our local dance halls really makes you appreciate the way things were back in the 60s. Next, we are joined by Rod Ainsworth, Manager for Arts and Cultural Services for Bundaberg Regional Council. He's going to take us through some of the great initiatives that have come from the Arts Bundaberg team to help support the community during the current COVID restrictions. Hi, I'm Rod Ainsworth, Manager Arts and Cultural Services at Bundaberg Regional Council. Our branch looks after our regional galleries, uh, Bundaberg Regional Art Gallery and Childers Art Space, as well as the Moncrief Entertainment Centre, Community Arts, Regional Arts Development Fund and our First Nations Community Development Program. So like the rest of the globe, we've been in shutdown mode since Monday the 15th of March. And while that was an incredible disruption to everyone's plans, we jumped immediately into the digital space with our hashtag ArtsBundyAtHome program. So I'm here with our marketing and engagement staff, Jolene Watson, who works at the Moncrief, and Tony Shu, who works at the galleries. So what kind of things have you put in place to support particularly performing arts engagement through the Moncrief? So, look, some of the performers had to cancel or postpone their events, um, but they've sent us shout-out videos just to let fans know that although they're disappointed, they're working really hard to reschedule their tours and get back here as soon as possible. And we've also had a great response from our Learn the Ukulele workshop series by local uh, music teacher Cameron McDonald. So these videos are still available online on our Facebook page and also on YouTube. Okay, great. And um, you've been working with the libraries team too. So what's give us some examples of some things that have happened with the libraries. We are so passionate about engagement with families and being able to collaborate with different council sectors and that in the absence of being able to hold our regular school holiday outdoor events, we've teamed up with libraries to highlight the free online resources that they have available. So as has everyone has been at home, the best method for engagement is via social media. So we've been dedicating a weekly session with Jala from the Bundaberg Library to stream live video and interact with kids and families. And last week we were able to visit with the zoo and had used this time as an opportunity to showcase different council facilities 
and the flexibility of technology to interact virtually online. We also had some great fun with our regular patrons with our virtual community movies using the library's Canopy platform. So library card holders have access to 10 free films every month and we've been scheduling fortnightly films that we can watch simultaneously and then we meet afterwards via Zoom for a live chat online to discuss what we all thought of the film. Okay, excellent. Now, there's been some amazing stuff happening um, through the galleries, the digital program uh, that Tony's been looking after. So what have you put in place around visual arts, Tony? Thanks, Rod. We've put several digital programs into place to engage whilst we've been closed, all under the hashtag of ArtsBundy at Home. We've started videoing the popular Dottie Lottie storytelling and art making sessions, and we've been uploading one of these a week for the littlest art lovers. We've also been running a daily art challenge for the last nine weeks and are really enjoying seeing the artistic interpretations of the daily subjects. Anyone can join in at any time. There are no rules and it's all about the fun and being creative. The Arts Bundy team have been enjoying the Recreate and Reimagine Challenge too, where we take a Bundaberg Regional Art Council collection piece each week and recreate it with whatever we have on hand. The results have been hilarious and they are sure to brighten up your day. And how do people get involved if they haven't already? To be involved, if you can follow both the gallery and the Moncrief on Facebook and Instagram, and then if you'd like to take up some of the challenges, feel free to share any post with your um, social media network or tag a friend you think who could be interested. Then just post your creations and add the hashtag ArtsBundyAtHome so we can share them on stories for everyone to enjoy. Great. So that's hashtag ArtsBundyAtHome, all one word, uh, onto the end of your social media post and, and we'll find it. This arts and cultural section will be regular, so we look forward to sharing more with you soon. Thanks, everyone. Till next time. Thank you to Rod and the arts team at Bundaberg Regional Council. We all look forward to getting back to normal and seeing live shows again at the Moncrief. That's all for this week. We hope you enjoyed listening. Goodbye for now.